Hello, friends. I'm pleased to tell you that the Art of Fitness t-shirts are now up. If you go to www.theartoffitnesspodcast.com, it's the first thing you see. Just click on the image of the t-shirt and you could purchase one. It has the Art of Fitness logo and spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, not necessarily in that order, but you'll see it when you see it. Um, So those are available for purchase. And as always, Anytime you're doing any kind of Amazon shopping, if you go through my portal link on theartoffitnesspodcast.com, a percentage of anything you purchase will go directly in supporting this podcast. So please do that. And as always, if you go on iTunes, if you rate this, if you write a review, that helps me in some way that most people are still trying to explain to me. So please do that for me. And thanks. I'm Steve Service, and this is the Art of Fitness. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Art of Fitness. My name is Steve Service, and today I'm going to be talking to you about nutrition. On the last episode, I did a QA, and one of the questions was about nutrition specifically. Um, That particular question dealt with what is the best diet for fat loss. On that episode, I explained that it was too much of an answer for a soundbite. So I'm doing a special episode this week. And this episode is about information for you. So I'm not going to tell you do's and don'ts. But what I am going to get into on this episode is is what nutrition is and um, give you the basic groundwork so you can perhaps create your own nutrition plan. Um, Pretty cool. Instead of shopping around and taking other people's word for it. it, um, This episode will give you the basic groundwork on macronutrients, what they are, Um, how your body uses them. We'll get into timing. Um, I'm going to give you as much information as I can without making it too heady, too wordy, or too confusing. I'm going to simplify this for you. So without any further ado, let's get into this nutrition special. Okay, the nutrition special. Here's a brief overview of what I'm going to be discussing. You might want to take a minute right now to pause this. And if you're in a place, preferably not in your car, but if you're sitting somewhere and you're in a place where you can grab a pencil and a piece of paper or maybe open up your laptop and go to your notes or whatever you use for notes and just kind of jot some of these things down, um, these are the basics. And no matter how advanced you are, no matter how advanced your um, expertise in nutrition is, these basics are fundamental. They, uh, I know that was kind of redundant, but these are, these are uh, truths that cannot be changed. Um, what I'm going to be talking about in this episode is the groundwork for any performance nutrition um, program out there. So you might want to pause this right now, grab a piece of pen, a piece of paper, grab a pen and, and take some notes. 
um, because this is the key to your nutrition universe today. And it's simple. Okay, so go ahead, pause it, and hey, welcome back. I don't know. Maybe you didn't pause it. Maybe you're just listening. But I'm going to jump right in, all right? And the first thing I want to talk about in regards to training is the idea of the SAID principle. Now, I didn't invent the SAID principle, but it's an acronym, S-A-I-D, SAID principle. And what that stands for is specific adaptations to impose demands. Now, when we're talking about training, um, it's obvious, right? If you put a, a, any kind of stress on soft tissue in the body, the body goes through a series of ap- adaptations to overcome that stress. Well, the same is true of nutrition, okay? The body, I've said this before, is a adaptive organism. So whatever you're doing to it, your body's adapting and changing. Um, that's what a- adapting means, is changing to accommodate whatever it is you're doing to it. Well, the same is true of nutrition. If you're eating awful, and you may not even have a frame of reference for what that means, um, but if you're not eating optimally, we'll say that, your body will adapt to what it is you're feeding it. If you're eating super clean and super awesome, your body will adapt to what you're doing to it and change accordingly. Okay? That makes sense? And because of that, this is why I feel as though canned programs, and when I say canned, I mean um, a program in a, and I'm talking nutrition specifically, but a, a, a nutrition program in a nice, neat little package for everybody. This is why I feel that they fail, all right, is because everybody's different. Everybody adapts differently and at different rates. And your biology might react to different chemicals in the form of food differently than a multitude of people. So when people say diets don't work, let's rephrase that and say canned nutrition programs don't work. All right? We're not talking about a diet in a nice, neat little package here. What we're talking about is your nutritional habits. Okay, so because the body is in a constant state of adaptation, um, those those adaptations are met. Once they're met, you must reassess. You have to reassess and make adjustments based on your current data so you're still moving toward your goal. Okay, if you don't do that, you're going to plateau. If adjustments aren't made in what you're eating in, in terms of calories, macronutrient breakdown, then you're going to reach a plateau and change will no longer occur. All right? Um, in some cases, that plateau might be the goal. Okay? Which is another reason why I feel as though canned programs don't work. Um, Everybody has specific goals and specific adaptations that they would like to see. Um, And 
once those adaptations are met, then there is a new norm. If that new norm is what you were trying to achieve, then awesome. Now you need to go into maintenance, which is continuing to eat like that forever. Sorry to break it to you. But if you don't, if you change your diet back to um, former bad habits, your body will adapt again. Specific adaptations to impose demands. And that brings us to macronutrients. Um, the three major macronutrients uh, are carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. What do they do? All right. When, when somebody's talking about their macronutrient break breakdown, that's all they're saying is the percentages of carbohydrates to the percentages of proteins to the percentages of fats that they're eating on a daily basis. So what are these things? What is protein's role in the body? Protein is responsible for tissue structure, tissue repair, rebuilding, um, and function. They play a role in enzyme and hormone production um, and energy. Now, protein is not your body's preferred source of energy, but because the body is an adaptive machine, through a process called gluconeogenesis, your body will take that protein, if need be, and break it down into sugars so your body can use it. Okay? Gluconeogenesis. So protein can play a role in energy production. And, um, and also protein plays a, a pivotal role in immune function. Now, knowing that protein is needed consistently into the body over, over a 24-hour period, you want, you want to get sufficient amounts of prote protein steadily throughout the day. The body is in a steady state of repair. It's constantly adapting. We've already covered this. It's adapting the soft tissue and needs essential amino acids to do it. Without an adequate supply of those amino acids from protein, your body will enter catabolism. What is catabolism? Basically, catabolism is muscle breakdown or mu muscle atrophy. Um, what happens is the body begins to feed off itself. So if you're not getting sufficient dietary protein, your body will begin to feed off of its own it tissues to, to release those amino acids. Now, chronic protein deficiency will lead to an eventual shutdown of vital functions. So protein is important. And I like to tell people to split and spread protein evenly throughout the day, evenly through all, over all meals. Fat, the second macronutrient. What is the role of fat in the body? Fat plays a critical role in plasma membrane structure. So it protects cells um, and it transports sub substances in the body. Um, it's, it plays a vital role in brain and nervous system tissue repair and rebuilding and hormone function. Um, it transports vitamins to cells um, and it is a fuel source. 
and it's the body's largest fuel source. Um, it also fat helps insulate um, you and and regulates temperature, um, but for the most part, fat is a fuel source. So when does the body use fat for energy? The body uses stored fat for energy during periods of low energy demand. So daily activities. Um, the body uses fat for energy during long duration and low intensity exercise. So um, distance running, um, rucking, hiking, climbing, low intensity, but steady state, constant. Um, it also uses fat during rest periods between high intensity exercise. So for those of you who are into HIT, who are into CrossFit, who are into really high intensity, um, total body, uh, functional movement conditioning, during your rest periods, during your rest intervals, your body's tapping into fat. High intensity exercise increases the body's demand for fat during daily activities and at rest and in post-exercise period. So if your goal is fat loss, knowing that, if your goal is fat loss and you know that at rest and probably the, a two-hour block post-high-intensity work, you're in a two-hour post-exercise fat-burning stage. So remember that. Write that down. Our third and final macronutrient, carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are your body's preferred source of energy. Okay, They're fast-acting. They're easy to tap into, and they're quick-burning. Um, there are two different kinds. You have high-glycemic and low-glycemic complex carbohydrates. Uh, you have fibrous carbohydrates. All right? Now, your body's preferred source of energy are sugars. So um, high or low glycemic complex carbs are what your body likes to use for immediate en energy. The body's story storage of these is limited. So we store them as glycogen in the muscles. However, um, you're going to burn through glycogen stores in high-level activity in about the 20-minute range. So after 20 minutes, you've spent all of the glycogen stores that are stored in your muscles. Your body can't really hold on to them. So if you overeat them, right, you're going to store them as adipose tissue because the body is an efficient machine and it's not going to allow you to just waste all of these vital energy um, calories. So if you're eating too much, your muscles are fully, fully engorged with glycogen for immediate work and you still have carbohydrates going through your digestive system, your body's going to break those down and store those as fat. All right. For this reason, it's important to get a, uh, an adequate supply of carbohydrates, but not a surplus. All right? Our bodies break carbohydrates down into glucose during digestion. 
we can actually manufacture carbohydrates from fat and protein through gluconeogenesis. I've already talked about that. So carbohydrates, limited amounts. So you could use them, not in surplus, so you could store them. So why don't you just cut them? Um, it's a good question. Why don't you just cut carbohydrates? You can. It depends on your goal. However, if you're talking about wanting, wanting to get the most out of your workout, your muscles require carbohydrates for energy. They require them, especially during high-intensity exercise in the 20 to sub-20 minute time domain. So I often hear this question, don't carbs make me fat? Um, yeah. Yeah, they do. If you don't use them. If you don't use your carbohydrates during your activity, then yes, your body will store them as fat. So having said that, and now that you know what the macronutrients do and are used for, what are some nutrition models that you might be interested in exploring for yourself? Well, here are a couple, and there's a ton, but here are a couple. The paleo model of nutrition. And with, without opening up a debate on what paleo is and paleo isn't, um, it's basically this. It means anything that you could hunt or find. Meats, fish, nuts, leafy greens, regional veggies, seeds. Basically, the paleo model. Um, another model is a balance of macros, right? So you know your macronutrients, you decide on a percentage based on your daily activity and your caloric needs. Um, you split those caloric needs into percentages of the macronutrients. And basically, I like to think of this as carbohydrate manipulation based on activity, a balance of macros. Another model the vegetarian model. This includes only foods from plants, fruits, vegetables, legumes, um, grains, seeds, and nuts. Um, you have the ketogenic model. The ketogenic diet is very, very low carb, high in fat, really high in fat, moderate protein, high in fat. It involves um, reducing carbohydrate intake and replacing that carbohydrate intake with fat. Um, the reduction in carbs puts your body into a metabolic state called ketosis. Uh, and real basic, what happens is the body becomes incredibly efficient at burning fat for energy. You become what, what people um, in the ketogenic community call fat adapted, which basically means that your body is now in a state where it's preferring fat as energy for all activity as opposed to carbohydrates and sugar. But now what we know from the idea of gluconeogenesis, um, basically your body is taking those fats and, and through a longer process, breaking them down into sugars, which can be used by your muscles as glycogen. So as you can see from those, that brief introduction to those models of nutrition, you could see that when you look at the macronutrients and how the body uses them, that each one of those nutrition models has a set of pros and a set of cons, which goes back to the said principle, right? Specific adaptations to impose demands. What is it that you want to do? 
And you need to be clear about that. You can't do everything all at once. Something is going to suffer. Something is going to thrive. Now, for each of these models, for any model, you can use what you know from macronutrients to break these down into a macronutrient breakdown ratios, your percentages, okay? And some macronutrient models for said, and I'm not going to get too deep into this because I don't want to be confusing, um, is this. Carbohydrate definitions. Very high, high carb macronutrient breakdown would be between 65 and 70% of all of your macronutrients. So out of those three that you're eating at any given meal, 65 to 70% would be carbohydrates. That's very high carb. High carb would be between 55 and 60%. Moderate carb would be between 40 and 50%. And low carb is between 25 and 35%. Low carb ketogenic, really low, like about 5 to 15% or about 30 to 70 grams of fat uh, of carbohydrates per day. That's ketogenic. Some protein definitions, very high protein, just as a model, you could think between 41 and 50% of your macronutrients from protein, high protein between 31 and 40%, moderate protein between 25 and 30%, low protein would be 15 to 24%, and very low protein would be less than 15% of your macronutrient breakdown. Some fat definitions, very high fat would be considered 40% plus of your macronutrients. High fat between 30 and 39%, moderate fat between 20 and 29%, low fat between 10 and 19%, and very low fat would be less than 10% of your macronutrient ratio. So for very specific goals, and this is in terms of carbohydrates, proteins, fats. That's how I'm separating these, carbs, proteins, and fats. If you're thinking about performance and gaining, between 40 and 60% of carbs, 25 to 35% protein, 15 to 25% fat. If your goal is performance and maintenance, 30 to 50% carbohydrates, 25 to 35% proteins, 25 to 35% fat. And if you're thinking performance fat loss, between 10 and 20% carbohydrates, between 40 and 50% proteins, and between 30 and 40% fats. So I have to be honest, and I have to um, let you know that I was a little reluctant about giving those numbers because um, I don't want you to think of this as a canned program right? This, these are just a blueprint for specific adaptations. I don't want you to think that I just gave you a diet and a magic pill for performance and fat loss. Why? Because of your individual differences. You're, you're different than me. I'm different than she. She's different than we. We're, we're all different. And we all have different daily activity levels, and we all process these things differently. So if you're rolling your eyes and saying, well, you know, uh, how can that help? Why don't you just give me something? It's not that simple. I wish it was that simple, um, but it isn't. Your daily activity needs to be taken into account. Um, your lifestyle needs to be taken into account. How often you're, you're training 
needs to be taken into account. How you process, if you have any sort of um, dietary issues, if you have any sort of uh, digestive is- issues, if you're diabetic. I mean, there the list goes on on why um, canned programs don't work and why this is a period of experimentation and understanding your specific history before you apply these things. So having said that, how do you sufficiently adhere to macronutrient ratios no matter what nutrition mod- model? It's, it's simple. You just follow the percentages. It doesn't matter if you're vegetarian, ketogenic, um, if you're looking for a balance, if you're using a paleo model, bring it down to grams per meal and eat that portion per meal. Make it easy for yourself. If you know that you have this many calories throughout your day, and I'm going to give you a brief idea on how to figure that out, you're going to bring calories into grams and divide those grams per macronutrient into how many meals you're able to eat throughout the day. It's as simple as that. So how do you determine how many calories, how to bring them down into um, your macronutrient breakdown, and how to bring those down again into grams? Here's a very quick and easy um, formula for that. Determine your lean body mass. How do you do that? Get some calipers at any health food store, figure out your body fat percentage and figure, subtract that number, subtract that body fat percentage from your total body weight and that will give you your lean body mass. As a starting point, your lean body mass is going to be equal to your protein grams per day. Then I want you to multiply your lean body mass or your protein grams times four. This will give you calories per gram. It will give you your daily protein calories. Then you're going to divide your daily protein calories by two. That will give you your daily fat calories. Multiply your daily fat calories by three and that will give you your daily carbohydrate calories. Then you're going to add your daily protein calories to your daily fat calories to your daily carbohydrate calories, and that will equal your basal metabolic rate or your baseline calories or what you're burning at rest. And like I said, that is a very simple way to get a ballpark idea of your BMR or basal metabolic rate. And that's a good starting point, a place to practice from. You know your your BMR, that's your basal metabolic rate. Those are your baseline calories. If you're just sitting on the couch doing nothing but breathing and blinking, that's how many calories you're burning. From there, then you need to figure out your activity level and put your activity level into that, all right? And you're going to add calories based on how much activity you're doing throughout the day. And you have activity level multipliers that you're going to add. And um, I'm not going to get into that right now because it's, it's in depth and it's too much talking. But 
figuring out your basal metabolic rate is a good place to start from and to practice. So once you have that, and once you know your daily baseline calories, here's what you do. First of all, add your activity level calories to that number. Then you're going to split your calories into your macronutrient percentage model. What I covered before, like I said, and I'll say it again, those are blankets. Those are non-specific to you. That is a blueprint idea of macronutrient breakdowns. From there, you're going to divide your carb calories by four to bring that down into grams. You're going to divide your protein calories by four to bring those down into grams. You're going to divide your fat calories by nine to bring your fat down into grams. Then you're going to divide each of those by the number of meals that you could fit into your lifestyle. And now you know exactly how many grams of protein, fat, and carbohydrates to eat per meal. Then you just need to follow it. It's basic. So what happens, Steve, if I'm feeling a little full and lethargic because I feel as though I'm overeating? Follow my 10% rule. Decrease total calories by 10% and then refigure out your, your calories to grams based on your macronutrient ratio model and see how that change happens. If you are feeling as though you don't have sufficient energy, then increase by 10% baby steps, right? Because you're different than everybody else. So you're trying to figure out your own personal nutrition model. And that is the basics of nutrition, the very basics. There are several other things that I can get into and how to uh, uh, most accurately, accurately identify your activity level um, in a 24-hour period or a 12-hour period because we sleep. Um, there are hormone effects and timing principles um, in relationship to when it is you're ingesting these macronutrients specifically. Um, there's ways to maximize those hormonal rules. Um, there are several resources out there where you can look at lists of protein, carbohydrate, and fat lists that specifically have portion sizes and how that relates to grams per macronutrient. They're all over the internet. You could check those out. Um, but that's the basics. In a nutshell, the said principle. Your body works on specific adaptations to impose demands. The same is true of nutrition. We talked about why canned programs don't work and why you specifically have different needs from everybody else around you. We talked about the different macronutrients and how the body uses them. We talked about um, how to you choose a model of nutrition and stick to it 
We talked about the different macronutrient models for specific adaptations to impose demands. And I gave you a basic idea of how to figure out your basal metabolic rate, how to bring those down into grams so you can make this easy and simple for you and take away some of the stigma to what nutrition is and the confusion surrounding it. I hope that helps. You could see that, um, that that was a very, very, very long-winded answer that I feel deserved its own episode that I couldn't really do in a Q&A session. But um, we're in a holiday week, so happy 4th of July. I hope you're well. You could practice that. And if you have any questions at all, you could email me at steve at theartoffitnesspodcast.com with any questions regarding this episode or any episodes. And I'll do my best to get back to you in short order. So thank you very much. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And I will talk to you next time. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Art of Fitness. If you did, please subscribe, write a review. Also, go to www.theartoffitnesspodcast.com. Scroll down and do all of your Amazon shopping through the Art of Fitness portal. It would really help support. Thanks a lot. Oh, shit.